even though it doesn't look like it in the midst of your problem, you ought to be expecting the fruitful provision from God. Even though you don't understand what's going on, even though you don't like what's going on, you ought to be expecting the fruitful provision of God. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us today as we continue our study, When Your Back is Up Against the Wall. Now, today we're entering the 10th part of this series. If you've missed any of the previous days of broadcast, I hope you'll come to our website. You can find each and every program there. Just come to treasuretruthradio.org. Again, treasuretruthradio.org. Well, as Pastor Ford just pointed out, sometimes when we're in the midst of a problem, you don't see a way out. There doesn't seem to be any sort of solution whatsoever. But if we have genuine faith in an all-powerful God, we can have a sense of confidence that He's going to move. He's going to act and deliver us from whatever that circumstance is in the way that He sees best. We ought to be, as Pastor Ford said, expecting a fruitful provision from God. Now, That's often easier to say than it is to really believe and to live out. So, in the moments when you don't see a way out, and when everything just seems so dark, you don't know how the circumstance is ever going to resolve itself, how do you keep the faith? Well, that's part of what we're going to be looking at in today's broadcast. I hope you'll open your Bible, join us in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, as we continue this message, When Your Back is Up Against the Wall. Here is Pastor Ford. I wonder, have you found out yet uh, that God often packs his provision into our problems? Uh, Somebody hasn't found that out yet. Uh, So, uh, in other words, there are times when we take something out of a trial that we didn't have when we went in the trial that we never would have gotten had we not gone through the trial. I can't get no help in here. Uh, What I'm trying to tell you that sometimes our problems are vehicles for God's provision. Now, I know you don't believe that, but I'm going to have to turn to the Bible because that's the only thing I know how to preach. Uh, So you, you have the four lepers. Remember them? Say, I remember them. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, in 2 Kings chapter 7, when we studied that passage, what did we see? Verse 1, there's a problem. Uh, Famine. Famine is a problem, isn't it? Yeah. And and so in verse 1, there's a problem. In verse 26, there's a provision. Now, how God bring it all about? Hey, there's a famine in the land. That means there's no food. And uh, as you can see, some of us love food. Amen. Am I right, Brother Green? Amen. Yeah, amen. And see, some of y'all, now, if, don't say amen if you, if you have the body fat of a coat hanger. Don't, don't even say, but don't say amen. Yeah, but some of us know how to buffet our body, even when we don't buffet our body. Amen. And so here it is, it's a famine. And, and so here's, here's God's dilemma, if, if I can speak anthropomorphically, that is to attribute God human characteristics. How do I feed my people? Well, who has food? The Syrians have food, uh, but they hate 
my people. So how in the world am I going to get them to feed my people? I know they know there's a famine in Israel. So therefore, it's an opportune time to attack them because they're going to be weakened. There's no food. There's a famine. So what does Syria do? They do what every conquering army did at that time. What they would do is have what's called a siege. Say siege. That way I can get you to say something in the service. And so they have a, a siege. What is that? When an army would surround the, the, the town or the city uh, and uh, surround the walls, they wouldn't attack it. They would just camp out around it and wait until the people are on the inside were starved. Now, do you know how much food they usually had in the city? If it wasn't a famine, two years worth of food. Uh, yeah, so they would just wait and, and wait two years and people would generally give up because they were hungry. So now you have a famine, which means what? No food. Now the Syrians have come and they have two years worth of food. And what does God do? God gives them a provision through their problem. You remember what happened? The four lepers say, hey, we're going to die if we stay here and we're going to die if we go to their camp. But we got a better chance of them feeding us. We're going to die anyway. So let's go ahead and go. And so they go to the camp of the Syrians. What did they find? An angel that night had killed 185,000 Syrians and all the food was left so that the Syrians became the Israelites food pantry. Yeah. See what happened? God put the provision in the problem. Mm. That's what's happening in our text. Uh, because in this text, he's going to do the same thing for Israel now that he did for Israel then. You know what God likes to do when he turns our problems into provisions? He likes to turn our oh no's into oh my. He likes to turn our awful into awesome. He wants us to go from victims to victors. And somebody here needs it today. I don't, I, I don't know who, who I'm preaching to, but two or three of you came in here needing this message today. Come on, help me preach it. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the problem I'm going through is for the provision I'm going to. Amen. And that's what happened in the passage. You remember the message title, uh, when your back is against the wall. What do you do when you're between the proverbial rock and the hard place? When your back is against the wall. Uh, that's the theme of chapter 20. And we saw there were three nations that came against Israel. Now, you know, it's amazing to me because if you look at these three nations, naturally they were enemies. But isn't it amazing how some people who don't like each other, when they don't like you more, can come together against you? Well, that's what's happening in this passage. And, and so uh, what does Jehoshaphat do? He shows us how and what to do when your back is against the wall. Here's what we saw in message number one. Number one, we saw focus on the person of God, verses one through six. You had to focus on the person of God. 
And so we saw he was afraid, but he looked toward God. Isn't that amazing? That's good. Human passion, heavenly perspective. That's what we ought to do. What do you do when you're afraid? Who do you go to when you're afraid? Jehoshaphat shows us it's okay to be human. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be between the rock and the hard place and not know what you're going to do. It says he feared, but then he sought the Lord. Hmm. That's good stuff. And, and, and you know what, uh, Elder Green, since you don't even want to talk to me, um, it's okay to be afraid as long as it drives you to Yahweh. That's it, man. It's okay. Yeah, that's it. And so then we saw in the second message, verses 6 through 13, that, that uh, Jehoshaphat was fervent in prayer to God. So he didn't call uh, a city hall meeting. Uh, he called a prayer meeting. He understood if you would stand before men, you must first kneel before God. Then the third message we saw, uh, faith in the promises of God. That is, we have this word. And as I quote Wearsby all the time, when I open this Bible, God opens his mouth. When I close this Bible, God closes his mouth. We stand upon the word of God. I trust God's word, even when the circumstances say that God is telling a lie. Then last we saw uh, that we ought to fixate on praise to God. And I, I, I've watched the DVD a couple times myself. It was so good last week. I bought the CD myself. You want to know why? I say why. Because I want to see me praise God by myself. Amen. Because I had a praise party up in here, up in here. Now we're going to finish it. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Uh, I'm going to drop on. I'm not going to push them. Here's the last one in verses 23 through 30. Uh, here it is. Expect fruitful provision from God. So here it is. This is the icing on the cake. Uh, now here's what I, wanna, I want you to see. Uh, that God gives them a fruitful provision. And we're going to see that it was based on uh, their dependency upon him. But here's what I want you to see. Uh, that you don't have name it, claim it, that you don't have blab it, grab it, that you don't have call it, haul it. No, 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 no. I want you to see uh, that what God did was respond to the praise of his people. They didn't do it just so that God would give them anything because they didn't expect anything. They weren't, it wasn't, this isn't when the praises go up, the blessings go down. No, this was, they were praising God in the midst of it, praising God anyway. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And God said, since you're praising me, I'm going to do more than protect you. I'm going to give you provision because you understand uh, that I'm the one who cares for you. That's why I like New Testament truth. When Jesus said, he said, cast all your care upon me for I care for you. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart. You shall find rest unto your soul. I'm so glad that I have a refuge, that I can come boldly to the throne of grace to find mercy and grace to help me in time of need. That my God, look at here, y'all. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so they get the fruitful provision from God. Even though it doesn't look like it in the midst of your problem, you ought to be expecting the fruitful provision from God. Even though you don't understand what's going on, even though you don't like what's going on, you ought to be expecting the fruitful provision of God. Well, if you don't like what's going on in life right now, I hope that today's message is an encouragement to you. But maybe things are going well in your life and you uh, want to consider getting a copy of this for those times when you know it's not going to be going so well. Come to our website. It's treasuretruthradio.org. There you can uh, not just listen to these programs, but you can actually get copies of these broadcasts on CD. So you have them handy for when you need them or to pass them along to maybe a friend or a family member who is going through a tough time, who feels like their back is up against the wall. We're going to get back to this message in just one moment. I want to let you know, though, when you do stop by the website, you can take a moment and give us some feedback. Let us know where you listen, why you listen, even what kind of difference this broadcast is making in your life. We recently heard from a listener named Rachel who says, I've never written a comment before, but I feel so moved to do it today. I heard Pastor Ford's sermon about when God says wait while I was driving home late from work this evening. I don't normally leave work at that time on Wednesdays, but I'm glad I did because it led me to hear the sermon when I needed it most. I've been feeling as though my prayers have gotten lost, but God led me to hear this program tonight, and it was exactly what I needed. It was as though God whispered in my ear, wait, I'm here. I haven't forgotten you. I listened to it again when I got home, and I'm looking forward to hearing more tomorrow. Thank you. Well, Rachel, thank you for letting us know that you're listening and that Pastor Ford's teaching is making a difference in your life. If we've never heard from you before, you can give us your feedback a few different ways. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and leave your comments there or interact with us that way. You can also comment directly through our website. Just come to treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the contact link. Again, that's treasuredtruthradio.org. Org. Well, let's get back to the message. When your back is up against the wall, once again, here is Pastor Ford. Come up close. Let me whisper this. Some of us want to know why we're going through what we're going through. That's not what you want. When are we going to realize God is not into explaining, but he is into sustaining? Yeah. So even if he don't, if he doesn't explain it to you, he'll sustain you in the midst of it. In other words, you have to believe Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things, what does all mean? All means all. That's all all means. We know that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and those who are the called according to his purpose. Okay. Okay. Let me see if I can, let me see if I can explain this to you. Uh, This young man, Uh, was uh, going to be uh, a a potential Olympic gold medalist in swimming. Uh, He was already the national champion on his small island of St. Croix. Uh, But he was so good uh, that he was also ranked in the U.S., uh, you know, on the on the proper because they're part of the, you know, St. Croix, Virgin Islands, uh, part of the United States. So so anyway, uh, he was nationally ranked in the U.S., Then in 1989, Hurricane Hugo hit, and the only Olympic-sized pool was destroyed. He didn't know what he was going to do. He decided to swim in the ocean, but since there were so many sharks, 
he decided, I don't think that's a good idea. But if I can't swim, I can't do anything. So he, he was about to give up when his brother-in-law, who had married a sister that lived in the state, said, don't you dare give up. Can't you do something else? So what they did was they sent him a basketball hoop to have put in the backyard, and he began to shoot hoops. He, he was so good uh, that he went full ride uh, to a college. I ain't going to tell you because then you'll figure it out who it is too early for me. And, uh, and so he went to college. And when he graduated from college, he had 1,500 points, 1,000 rebounds, 400 block shots, and 200 assists. Held the record in that school and is still holding up today. He was the first draft, first round draft pick uh, of the NBA. And uh, he went into the NBA and his first year, his team who had never won an NBA championship, won an NBA championship. He won rookie of the year. He went on to win five NBA championships, three MVP awards, and his team never missed making the playoffs in 19 years of him playing with them. As a matter of fact, uh, not only that, he was the team leader in points, rebounds, and block shots. Here's what they said. He has the best winning percentage, not just in the NBA, but in the MLB, that's the Major League Baseball, for those of you who are challenged, NFL, National Football League, and the NHL, National Hockey League, combined. Combined. Now, when he first won his first championship, let me tell you what he said, quote, you've done well, and wow, you, I mean, you're just phenomenal. Well, I want to thank Hurricane Hugo because if Hurricane Hugo had never hit my island, I would be a swimmer and not a basketball player. And he just retired. Everybody help me. Who is he? Tim Duncan. Him and his coach have 1,001 games together, the highest percentage of any coaches ever, and he has just been named. He just retired, you know it, he just retired. Guess what they named him? The best power forward that's ever played the game. Hurricane Hugo was the vehicle that brought him his provision. We look at it, and he looked at it at first. What a problem. Everything's torped. I came to tell somebody that maybe, maybe what you better start doing is looking in the midst of your problem and trying to see the provision that God has placed in there for you, that there is something that God wants to give you in the midst of what you're going through that you never would have had had you not gone through. You, you, you got to be like, you got to be like those city kids. Remember them? They never went to the country. They went to the country and what you had to do was work before you could play. And so they had the rich kids and the, and the poor kids from the ghetto. And they said, okay, what you got to do now is the first thing, uh, you got to shovel all this horse poop. And uh, the rich kids didn't want to do it, but the city kids grabbed the shovel and they were doing, they said, why are you doing it so, so, so hard like that? And why are you so eager? They said, with all this manure, there got to be a horse in there somewhere. 
I came to tell you, I don't care what manure you're going through. There's a horse in there somewhere. Oh yeah. God's got something for you in the midst of what you're going through. Look at the death of Jesus Christ. How in the world could anything come out of that? But he said, except the seed die, it abides and remains alone. But if it dies, it brings forth fruit. Look at all the fruit that Jesus has brought about because of his death, burial, and resurrection. Mmm. Hmm. And somebody came through and you're going through something. It's your Hurricane Hugo. Uh, but that's all right, because some of us can testify. It was a storm that brought us to Christ. Amen. Some of you are in church right now because you said, God, if you get me out of this. Oh, somebody relating with me now. Yeah, it was your storm uh, that brought you out of that bad relationship. You wouldn't quit him, so God had him quit you. And now you can look back and say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name. You are good. Yeah. They fired you out. No, they didn't. They fired you up because you was working for them. Now you work for yourself. Stand up and see how clean you are. You buy your own stuff. You, you make your own prices. You, you, you quit when you want to. Take the vac vacation when you want to. Don't nobody tell you anything. You tell everybody what to do because they thought they were firing you out, but they really fired you up because you started your own business. You didn't sit back and complain and moan. You look for the provision in the midst of the problem Go ahead with your bad self. <laughs> You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford. Don't you wish you could be there in that moment to see exactly what's happening in that sanctuary? Well, our message is called, When Your Back is Up Against the Wall. And so often it's in times like that where we see God move. It's when we feel like we might be at the end of our rope, that God meets us in those moments of desperation where we grow the most or maybe where he gives us an opportunity that we weren't expecting or even looking for. Maybe you've got a story along those lines. We'd love to hear your story of how God has shown up in your life in a big way. You can give us your feedback, share your story with us by coming to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the contact link. Again, that's at treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the contact link. You know, maybe God has even used Treasured Truth to impact your story, your walk of faith in some way. Not only would we love to hear that, but if that's the case, I want to ask you to give a gift of support because you know the power of God's Word going out through radio makes a difference. You can be a part of that team as you financially give to Treasured Truth and Moody Radio. You can give a one-time gift or an ongoing monthly gift. Probably just like your household at home, we have monthly expenses, just like you do. And so that monthly gift really is a huge encouragement to us. But if you can't do that, would you consider a one-time gift today? Come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the link that says Make a Donation. Again, that's treasuredtruthradio.org and click on Make a Donation. And thank you so much for doing that. It really is your generosity that keeps this program on this station each and every day. Thank you also for listening today and for praying for us, for those who do that. I also want to say thanks to our producer, Amy Rios. 
For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.